Hello, and welcome back to the Marvel Cinema Podcast. Um, I am your co-host, Matthew. I'm Henry. And we are back with another feature this week, but this week, this time, we have a special guest. Yeah. I am Jack, everybody. Thank you for having me today. You're more I'm, uh, most... very happy to be here. Yeah. You're more Hello. than welcome. Our yeah. first guest on the podcast. Yeah. First one. <laughs> well, well done. <laughs> if this goes terribly, you'll be blamed and this trend yeah. will be stopped First straight away. Put up around town being like, avoid this man. <laughs> Normal podcast. It'll be part of our marketing. Your face is in the corner of the marketing. Yeah. So, our feature yeah. is sort of, I don't know how to define it really. It's just, we try to keep it really general. Mm-hmm. It's a sort of moments that are, I don't know, special to you or moments that have resonated with yeah. you throughout film. Mm-hmm. So, where do we start? Moments and scenes and who wants stuff. to go first? Do we do we let the guests go first? Would it be polite? That's the polite thing to do, isn't oh, it? Yeah, <laughs> <jump somewhere. Okay. laughs> so um, yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. I was uh, saying to Matthew, but when someone asks me like, "What's your favorite film or something?" or even when it comes down to scenes, it is a bit of a brain aneurysm mm. sort of inducing question. There's yeah. just like so <laughs> many out there, um, so I you know kind of pulled my hair out and trying to keep it as concise as possible. Um, but one that really, really stood out for me was a film released in 2007 called Into the Wild. Um, mm. And it's basically, it's got Emile Hirsch in it and it's directed by Sean Penn. And it basically tells a story, real life story of this uh, backpacker from California. And this happened in like late eighties, early nineties. And what he did was that he basically had a lot of domestic issues uh, at home, particularly with his dad. He was quite an abusive dad um, and that really kind of broke his family apart. And then he made the decision, he was like a true adventurer at heart, and he made the decision to completely abandon home without notice, which was the really controversial bit, and take this sort of like pilgrimage to Mm -hmm. the Alaskan wilderness. Um, And his destination being this place called the Magic Bus. And mm-hmm. quite, it's quite like self-explanatory, but it's this um, broken down bus just in the middle of the Alaskan wilderness. And, um, and his journey there is phenomenal. It's incredible. Mm. Um, and he's kind of, and what it ended pretty tragically because he was away from his family for a good year mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. And um, he ended up, he, 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 was, he became a prophet, you know, to the yeah. backpackers sort of lifestyle. And he ended up confusing uh, what were just edible berries with poisonous berries uh, and oh. ended up dying at this magic bus. Oh. Um, so as a result, it's become quite the shrine for all, all backpackers and, you know, um, like-minded travelers. And people every year, you know, make the bold decision to try kind of reach the same destination that he did. Mm. But consequently, quite a few end up sacrificing their lives and trying to get there. Really? And it is it is such an incredible story. It's yeah. Even, it's great because one of the things that it kind of one of the things that resonated with me about theme wise was the fact that every interaction that you have with people, every encounter, regardless of how big or how small, you could literally just like share a couple words or even like form a friendship. Each one um, carries such a significance in your character development yeah. and your outlook on life. And it is a drama, mm-hmm. and it's about you know the people that he meets on the road. It's almost mm-hmm. like a Kerouac on the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's fantastic. It's got Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover, and he plays oh, right, almost yeah. like quite a serious role, which yeah. is great to see him there. He was actually <clears throat> I read that in the script himself. Like he didn't have any lines. Mm-hmm. And he's, yeah. you know, in a good five to ten minutes of it. <laughs> yeah. So he was left <laughs> improvising the yeah. whole time. And it just sounds so or like authentic. And it's got Vince Vaughn. And it's mm-hmm. it's really sort of wholesome. Yeah. Uh, well, despite, you know, the tragic ending. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a wholesome film. Until until the ending, it's yeah. wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I suppose <laughs> even in the ending, you know, you've got, you got a, quite a potent thing to... Yeah, to yeah it, it is one of those films that is definitely about the messages it sends. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, and it sort of, for me, like the way it sort of presented the old school backpacking life mm. was just exceptional kind of, you know, freight train hopping, <laughs> kind of sitting there on the side whilst whistling yeah. into the moonlight. Yeah. Um, and also presenting just like the absolutely hypnotizing North American landscape. Yeah. And ever since I saw that film, I've just had this incredible fascination with just the diff- the, the vast terrains of the country and mm. just how beautiful it is on a, geographical level i mean you know there are a lot of controversies about america Mm. of course but (laughs) really when it comes to the actual landscape and geography of it it is incredible it is incredible um and yeah and since then i had this fascination just traveling and sort of you know being on the road and it's just it's really cool and it's just the idea like it being an old school traveling film where 
all you need is, you know, the, like clothes on your back, you know, mm. just like a few pennies oh, yeah. in your pocket, sticking your thumb out on the road, mm. hitchhiking yeah. um, and getting on freight trains, you know, mm. not knowing when your next meal is going to come in. Yeah. Really like extreme hardcore travel. Yeah. Like a true uh, sense of adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So has uh, that inspired you to kind of do like similar sort, yeah. of, sort of things? Yeah. Um, so I ended up going, because as it's in California, the mm. most part of the traveling, as you know, to get to Alaska goes through Canada itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was... 18, 19, uh, during the year out, I went to Canada with a friend of mine, went to um, Whistler, so just north of Vancouver, mm-hmm. and then inspired by <laughs> inspired by uh, Christopher McCandless was his real name, but he ended up um, taking on this alter ego called uh, Alexander Supertramp, uh, right. you know, to really the classic kind of like, yeah. if you want to escape, and that's one of the mm-hmm. things that like kind of toys with that sort of like daydreamy fascination where people wonder like, what would happen if I were just to go? Yeah. If I were to just vanish, just yeah. change yeah. my name, like, yeah. like what would it be like? And um, we ended up going to Whistler and you know dense, dense woodland, not quite wilderness, but dense mm-hmm. woodland. And um, we went just me and my friend, kind of like uh, unsupervised by any sort of tour guide, mm. and we're walking around and everything. And it was pretty intense. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. You walked into a forest. <laughs> yeah. Walked into a forest and <laughs> with honestly, no tour guide. It was it was really yeah. Because when I told people, more importantly, people uh, who had lived in Canada about our adventures there, particularly that yeah. one, they were just like, "Are you absolutely mad?" Yeah. Because we were walking around and you're the only sort of guidance you'd have were these very flimsy sort of fluorescent like bands around the trees, <laughs> oh, keeping dude. you on some sort of established right. path. Yeah. And there was a moment where like we ventured out at seven in the morning and then it was like <laughs> sun was like falling and i was just like looked at my friend i was like when was the last time you saw a fluorescent band yeah. and we like look around and be like don't know <laughs> like, <20 laughs> yeah, yeah. and we all left like oh um but it, it was really incredible yeah. and yeah i feel like that definitely inspired me to make that sort of yeah. adventure wow yeah wow. That's, that's that's quite powerful lot, you know? yeah. yeah we even saw I... um I spotted a black bear in the distance which was the most <gasps> nerve-wracking but and there i am with you know silly boy with a backpack full of uh, (laughs) peanut butter and jam sandwiches (laughs) and i was just like that's probably not gonna help is it that's That's incredible trapping the bear (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, you don't have to be a genius to find that one Um, do bears climb trees though it's the real question (laughs) (laughs) oh dear well yeah heavy First one, I, I, yeah. I might have to adjust my opening. Yeah, I like, no, no, I went all out on the first one. Now oh. it's just going to regress to slightly yeah. more minimal. <laughs> all right, then. Yeah. okay then. Okay, that's good. Uh, I guess. Do you well, go mine is kind of a, like a funny, wait, wait, wait. A funny one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess that I know what something on your list is going to be. Okay. I know, I know something that's definitely going to be there. Okay. Right, right. Involve someone called Toby. Yeah. Yes, it does, yeah, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. Ooh, I can't. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna drop the gun like you. I don't know which one that is. No. <laughs> no I, I, I'm uh, drum roll. It's still <laughs> a Marvel film, door. <laughs> it's all <laughs> like that. Um, but my kind of funny one was just gonna be the fact that me. <laughs> have you seen like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the ending yeah. part where like the what? Brad Pitt just kills many people. Such a cool scene. Yeah. Such a cool scene. Yeah. I would like rewatch the film just for that scene yeah. again. And it. Yeah. I was watching it like with my friend in the cinema. And he's enjoy- we're both enjoying the movie like a lot, and I guess at that point, and my friend was like drinking, like a like a, I don't know what he was drinking, some sort of like smoothie and popcorn and like stuff like that. So he's like okay. eating popcorn and smoothie. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it was like popcorn and smoothie, just <laughs> yeah, like blended into one together. drink. Like, yeah. Oh, that's nutritious. <laughs> and he's like we're watching the movie, and it's like this like this moment where the fight starts and it breaks mm-hmm. out of like Brad Pitt like throwing like a can at someone's face, mm-hmm. and it yeah. breaks their face. Or <laughs> and my friend, because <laughs> he's, like, he's like drinking like someone's the smoothie. And like eating so much, he's like, he didn't expect mm-hmm. this more at all. So he kind of like started coughing, like, I, like he like, um, he was like in the cinema, and then like he's in his chair, and then just like went to the right, and it's like, like started coughing like down to the ground, <laughs> and like laughing and wheezing, but like coughing. We were and with the medics outside yeah. about to come in. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, maybe it doesn't help, but like it, the scene kept on like going and going like more and more like ridiculous Brad Pitt killing yeah. people, yeah, and escalated. Yeah. yeah, escalating every like thing and. <laughs> my friend couldn't like like get used to it anymore because like cause <laughs> he's like still choking still laughing uh-huh. so he's thinking oh it's over now i'll calm down but it didn't stop 
No, no. So he's kept on laughing at Hamlet. So like, there's a part where Brad Pitt's <laughs> just smashing a guy's head on like the brick wall, yeah, <laughs> ten no. times over. And my friend is like laughing hysterically, <laughs> wheezing. And we're in the middle of like a busy cinema. Like people are, it's like full. Right. And like he's like coughing like loudly and like wheezing, like laughing. Like, <laughs> and everyone's just looking around. Being, yeah. Like, What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> and I was like, it's one of those things where like I couldn't help but laugh like with him. Yeah. I wasn't coughing like wheezing, but I was like, I could just like laughing hysterically like loudly. And I'm like, I'm the type of person that does anything in a cinema like loud. I'm right. so quiet. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You got to fully get into yeah. the zone. Yeah. But like that, I couldn't, I couldn't not laugh hysterically in the middle of the cinema. <laughs> and like um, that entire scene took like, it took like an hour afterwards to get over it. Really? Yeah. Was, we were walking like, out like, and he was like still like that, that ruined like still some <laughs> ruined. stuck in his throat. So yeah. Took a couple oh. back out. Yeah. It was like so funny it's such a great film yeah. honestly i know there was a huge wait in between his last film tarantino's and this one yeah. um <clears throat> and when i first heard it, it was based around the like manson murders and the summer yeah. club i was so excited because initially like there were rumors that he was gonna do like a kill bill volume three yeah i was like okay that could work really well but at the end of the day tarantino has you know the definition of his own flavor mm. why doesn't he use his limited you know um bullets you know in the chamber because as we know he's only doing 10 yeah to explore a new field yeah. so when i heard he was doing that and it's, it's fantastic because it's got to do with the manson murders yeah but at the same time it's treating yeah. both group, yeah it doesn't no. i uh, i i actually haven't seen it Oh, you haven't? I, I, I never got around to seeing it. I wanted to see it. That's yeah. your homework for yeah. <laughs> The movie is essentially just a, mm-hmm. a fictional movie in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Until the very end where it comes together with yeah. like reality. Because you know, mm. Tarantino does that. He did it with Inglourious Bastards. Yeah. Mm. With a significantly, <laughs> significantly alters history. Yeah. yeah, it's really um, great how just like... Because the whole... I, I know a lot of people slated it for being not a lot of people say it for not being engaging enough and not being in the true tarantino fashion which i thought was a bit ridiculous myself um Mm. because just in the dialogue and just the the like the swagger itself it was very much tarantino Mm. but when the sort of um penny dropped in that final scene he goes full guns out blazing it gets as absurd as tarantino gets it's a kill bill like fight scene almost yeah exactly (laughs) it's like the we mentioned before the the end of django where they're in yeah. the they're in the house and it's just yeah. painting it <laughs> and painting it red. Yeah. And the lady like runs out, it's like, oh, and he just blasts. <laughs> yeah, <away. laughs> he gets pulled back. Oh my god. And that scene in um Kill Bill, the very final scene where he takes on um when he takes on the whole army of people uh, when she sorry takes on the whole army of people Uma mm. Thurman. Um, I didn't realize that it being in black and white wasn't actually like a. Uh, an innate yeah. sort of natural director decision for yeah. him to make. It was they because ha- of the MPA yeah. rating system that yeah. were like. Dude, we you love your it. work, but there are so, I, there are so many limbs flying in the air right yeah. now that can't be in color. Yeah, <laughs> like one that was red on the screen. Yeah, yeah it's like like we've had it in The Shining. Well, the yeah. out the elevator, we can't have it again. Yeah, <laughs> like one was it just like a little kid like walks out the cinema screen after watching like I don't know Toy Story, goes to the loo and accidentally stumbles into that yeah. scene. It's and that's not gonna, it's not gonna <laughs> yeah. see right. She pulls out the guy's eye with like a finger's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the kids yeah. don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. hopefully, most kids don't hopefully, like yeah. that. Yeah. Unless they've got few. problems, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you never know this day and age. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, isn't it my turn? Yeah. It's my turn. It's my turn. It's my turn. <laughs> it's all right, I'm going to say, is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my story. Right. <laughs> I don't know which one to go for now. Because I, I have quite I a few. I'm going to check, I'm gonna check my list. Mm. I always have more than what we actually go through. Yeah, normally. Prepared to come over prepared than unprepared, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very true. What <laughs> have we got? Um, right. <laughs> I'm going to stick with a funny one. Just, actually, no, funny actually, one. no, I'm going to do it on last because it's quite a short one. Okay. You want to end it sweet as well? Yeah. 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 You don't want to end it on depressing, then. Yeah. And um, then Chris McCandless died. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you're choosing the wrong berries. Yeah. Note for today, know your berries. Know your berries, man. Basically, I'm going to start with um, I'm going to start with a scene, a particular scene from Blade Runner. Okay, the oh, original. first Blade Runner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, I there are very few films that I'd, I'd consider in the echelon of perfection. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's and hard to attain ten out of ten. It is. Yeah. It is very difficult, especially especially in this mind here. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's, it's little, um, but um, I, I'd class Blade Runner as an honorary member of the Perfection Club because mm-hmm. the only thing that I disagree with it there's one scene mm. which is really awkward mm-hmm. which is where he sort of forces himself on Rachel it doesn't oh, quite sit with yeah, me yeah. so that's what's stopping me but 
the the final this sort of I'm gonna call it a monologue, but it's not really a monologue. It's really short, one of the shortest like villain monologues mm. ever. Mm-hmm. It's right at the end where the so he's um have you both seen it? Yeah. I saw it a while ago, so yeah. I'm gonna pretend like I'm keeping up <laughs> yeah. and I'm just gonna nod, smile and wave. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> So yeah, Deckard, Deckard has spent the entire film chasing after Roy Batty. It's all about what does it sort of mean to be human because Roy Batty has escaped from... He's a replicant that can only live seven years. He's escaped from the mine, the mining um, colonies or whatever. Yeah. And it's Deckard's job to hunt him down. And he's sort of searching for ways to extend his life and have new life. Mm-hmm. While at the com- coming to the end of his sort of seven-year span, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So he, they have the final confrontation and Deckard ends up sort of running away from Batty because Batty's sort of physically superior. Mm-hmm. And I think it ends with, with, towards the end, Deckard has to jump across a building. Mm. Right. Um, Batty is already on the other side. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, okay, um, like going back to me. <laughs> he has to jump over, cling, but he's starting to fall. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Roy Batty picks <clears> the villain, villain, picks him up and drags him up onto the side with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he sort of gives, like, he gives, it's the tears in rain monologue. Yeah. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with it. Yeah, I I just I was a big fan of it for like a while. <laughs> I almost obsessed with this sort yeah. of little monologue. Sure. Which sort of it just encapsulates the film mm-hmm. and everything that, that both the character and sort of the themes of the film about humanity and about artificial intelligence. Mm. It's like the nice little ribbon on top. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. And it's just and it's also made better by the fact that it's not in the script. Oh, it's, really? it's Isn't it? Rutger Hauer, it's Rutger Hauer's speech, basically. Yeah. He made it. It's not in the script. Right. Um, but it wasn't something that was improvised. No, it wasn't it, improvised. He sort of made it through several it, takes. Like, ready somewhere yeah. else, yeah. Mm. In fact, I think I can remember it. Right. Oh, really? It's, oh, right. Like, like, you got to be the voice, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. And, it's, it's, and then the next bit is, I think it's... Um, starships on fire off the shoulder of Orion, laser beams above Tan uh, in the night sky over Tanhauser Gate. All these moments will be lost like tears in rain. Time mm. to die, and mm. then he dies. Mm. And then he dies. <laughs> and he just dies. It is raining at this like, yeah, yeah, it is. Scene. That's the yeah. point. It's just raining. And it's sort of mm. for something that's so significant. I mean, in your sort of recollection of the film, for it to you know what I mean, not be scripted. I know. Yeah. Have such an effect is yeah. incredible. And it's yeah. sort of that. It's almost 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 poetry. I'm, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not an English literature. Almost art. All right. It's yeah. poetry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you just sort of encapsulates sort of that theme of because mm. I'm. I absolutely love sci-fi. That's my that's my mm. that's my thing. It's great. I really like the yeah. sort of uh, topic material that a lot of films are doing nowadays of artificial intelligence yeah. by mm. bringing in that sort of ethical code of conduct. In. Yeah. I mean, and also like as we can all agree, you know, films uh, go through phases of what's popular and what's not, and yeah. a lot of the mm. time it is because they reflect sort of cultural views yeah. or like Current. anxieties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite one would have to be Ex Machina. Uh, yeah, which is very yeah. similar. Yeah, uh, which great. is I'm sorry, it's just exceptional. Yeah, uh, and uh, um, uh, Oscar Isaac, uh, yeah, um, who plays Poe in, in Star Wars, Star Wars yeah. right? He is incredible. He's um, basically my mum is Guatemalan, mm-hmm. um, so I'm half Guatemalan on on her side of the family, and he is the only famous person in like the whole of Hollywood to have yeah. come from Guatemala. So yeah. every time like a film comes on, like we got to go to the premiere, like, yeah, hey, we'll see him. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we know him, we don't know him. <laughs> like, we feel like we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try like sneak in like VIP access. Yeah. Like, this is the passport. Oh, that's enough then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's all, that's all I have on. How yeah. did you feel about um, what was it called? Blade Runner uh, 2047. I loved it. You I loved thought it. it was incredible. Mm. I thought, yeah, it was really, especially on yeah. sort of the aesthetic level which yeah. Blade oh, yeah. Runner has to offer. Incredible. It, yeah. yeah. And also similar to sort of the, the end of the original with the monologue, mm. it, like the, I think it's K. K? I can't remember the K. number. I think oh, K. K, yeah. He sort of just, just lies there and... Yeah, mm. he doesn't he do the speech, but he just does the same yeah, thing. It's just sort of the simplicity yeah. of ways of sort of accepting, accepting the fact he's sort of done his job. Mm. I remember, I, I remember just going to the cinema to see it. I remember it's it's quite a long film. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Like, it's three hours, I think. Two and a half, three hours, yeah. something like that. I mean, being in the cinema and watching it, it just doesn't feel that long. I love a really? film that's really long. You get so absorbed but, yeah, into it. Yeah. It doesn't feel that long. Yeah. Mm. I know, I, I hope I get to talk about it later, but uh, Endgame is another one. It's three hours long, but I do not feel it at all. Really? Whereas, yeah. I did actually watch Irishman. Oh, did you? I went to go yeah. see Irishman. Dear Lord, you feel the length of that. No, yeah. do you not? I have to counter argument right now. I remember being, I remember being, I remember there's a scene at, uh, at the, the, when he gets the, the award. Yes, yeah. There's yeah. a scene at the end of that. Mm-hmm. Where, have, you, have you seen it? I've seen it, yeah. Seen it? I agree with Matthew on this one. Oh, okay, right, the, I'm just um, going to show myself up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all and good night. <laughs> there's, there's a scene where... Um, De, um, De Niro has to talk Al Pacino down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, it was a conversation. The conversation lasts for ten minutes. It just bend back and forth. Like, oh, and I need to calm that, down. Yeah. I'm not going to calm down. I need you to calm down. I'm not going to calm down. Yeah. I need to calm down. I'm not going to calm down. Yeah, I never that. Four back pages later, <laughs> yeah. he finally calms down. <laughs> yeah. And it has to now. Yeah. Yeah. I thought because I went to go see that Hyde Park Picture House, you know, the legendary venue mm. that it is, that's now shut down, mm-hmm. and. um it was just one of the I don't know for me, like I, I yeah it was as soon as it came out and I was kind of anticipating you know my concentration to fall through considering mm. its length but I was just so absorbed by all of it and I can't tell if it was you know a mixture of on a sort of like cinematography level and it's editing mm. how like well it did or even just the story itself I felt like it if it was were to be compressed into uh, a shorter film you know based off jimmy hoffa then it wouldn't have done justice to the actual like storytelling that it right. deserved i thought there was just so much material mm. in it and yeah. of course the not cgi i didn't even know what you'd call it but the way facial reconstruction mm. sort of thing to make the older people look younger yeah was so cool i thought that yeah. was really, really I, sick i think it's re- i think it's a brilliant technology and it's used very well, yeah. except for the fact that they're moving like seventy-year-olds. Yes, this yeah. is, like, this is my problem. <laughs> yeah, they like, have the young face, but like they're walking like they're eighty years old and like yeah. you know, like, and they still got the stu- old chat, like yeah. The, yeah, yeah. the words that they use. Like. And, and they, they, it sounds odd, but they sound old. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's not really just it's not just like the it's not necessarily the words they say. It's just sort of they like a little. It's, mm. it's it's tiny. It's like a little rasp in the voice. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. The, um, I was actually. I just made a connection in my head, but then I realised it's the same person. Have any of you guys seen the Johnny Depp film Black Mass? Yes. Yes. I have. Is that also Jimmy Hoffa? Because oh. that's set um, in the Irish American community yeah. in yeah. Boston with um, Benedictus Cumberbatch. You know, he plays like the Senate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he yeah. also has these really weird, clear, cloudy like eyes. Eyes, yeah. Which, oh, I don't know. Um, I think I thought he was really good in that though. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he I think like yeah. lizard. Yeah, <laughs> like a lizard. Yeah, like a lizard man. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. All the famous people are lizards. <laughs> yeah, I think that was like prosthetics, though, instead of like the CGI. Yes, it is. Right. Um, it's pr- it's pr- prosthetics. 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 Um, <laughs> it's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Do you have another one? I do. Actually. I was very abrupt, wasn't it? I was very poor <laughs> hosting. Yeah. Just, uh, so go we... next. Go next. Say something. It's like, remember, remember we did that film last year with um documentary we did? We were interviewing oh, yeah. a guy. Yeah. And, uh, oh, my I God, t- yeah. <laughs> I told him to stop the recording and I said, you might want a drink. And he said, what? Have a drink. Yeah. Said, you like, I just sort of you like <laughs> shout at this man, have a drink. And he was like a stranger. <laughs> like, Fine, I'll have a drink. I didn't mean to come up that way. <laughs> What I find before we wrap up, uh, The Irishman, that was actually so yeah. shocking, was the fact that part of the reason why uh, Scorsese ended up doing it with Netflix was because apparently every everyone else turned him yeah. away yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah. Which I would have thought, I'm sorry, but like it is, you know, the man himself, yeah, it's, Scorsese. It's Martin, like, yeah, you know. if, good if, on Martin. Yeah, good if, on Martin. I'm, if I'm honest, if I was a film producer, film exec, and you came to me with a pitch mm-hmm. for a three and a half hour film, Mm-hmm. With Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and Joe Pesci as the leads, mm-hmm. I would probably have rejected it as well. Really, you would have done. Really, because... that's because having seen the film and you've oh, no, it quite no, long. Actually, <laughs> from, yeah, from the premise, mainly because I don't. I don't mean to insult them. Insult but they them kind up. of. They haven't really been at their peak for quite a while. I think Martin's like, been doing good oh, yeah. for like a while. Ex- excluding yeah. Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. The actors, which, you know, is is, yeah. is the main sellability of it. I, 
And at suppose... the same time, I feel like it was sort of, you know, it being Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro and Al Pacino mm-hmm. and um, Joe Pesci and all of these, you know, famous names. It was very much like uh, a nostalgic return yeah. to the roots. Mm-hmm. It was very yeah. sort of self, um, self-aware. Um, and I feel like that's something that the newer generation don't have as much of it. Well, obviously I'm part of the newer yeah. generation, but yeah. I don't know, like from people that I've spoken to, like if I say, have you seen Goodfellas? If I drop in a conversation, yeah. they'll be like, good what? Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of like maybe I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Can't remember. right. Yeah, um, yeah. but no, I, I get that. Yeah. Um. So, oh, bloody hell! So only one of mine is a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you can okay. say it for later if you'd like. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm gonna leave that till last. We end it sweet. Um. But I am a huge, huge fan of of horror films. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I am all on board with the sort of um you know popular opinion that horror films right now are sort of diminishing they're you know becoming far too generic yeah. and they're all relying mm. on sort of jump scares, jump scares and everything and as a result i am as much as i love the genre i am very skeptical when mm. i you know hear about horror films yeah. mm-hmm. um but there was this one that came out in 2018 and it shook my bones <laughs> well, <laughs> I, can, I, can i try and guess oh god i, I have i think i have about two or three guesses right okay. 2018 uh, uh, yes. Uh, is it? Wait. I, I've I've. I've got two in my mind. Okay. I think. I think I've got the same one in I my mind. Yeah. I, I I remember the the, the the reviewer on YouTube which said something very similar to you about yeah. this film. Is it? I, I there's two. Remember it's made, remember the it. same person. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is it hereditary? It is hereditary. Yeah, oh. yeah, I thought it might have been. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. <laughs> <laughs> you win nothing. <laughs> yes, I am on a roll. I've got two. Get in. Come on. Get a strike. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I take it. Have you seen hereditary? I haven't seen it, but I know about it. Mm. Okay. I it seems like that is okay. I'm gonna have to reshuffle my homework suggestions. Mm. That has to be right, number okay. one because not even on a sort of um level of horror fans it is just a revolutionary film um Mm. because really what it is is that it's a it may sound like kind of a cliche plot but it's about you know a a grandmother who dies and their family the mother and their kids end up learning some sinister stuff about her and then her she kind of gives off this really eerie legacy with weird stuff that starts happening that kind Mm. of transcends from her to the family below um, and at the end of the day, what it is, is actually a drama film. It is a family drama, mm-hmm. right. but um, has its sort of horror engine driving it. Yeah. It is incredibly unique. And um, and it was, it really, because the thing is, is that horror films, as can, we can agree, are very subjective. Yeah. Um, what might what might scare one person doesn't scare another person. Yeah, like comedy, um, really. Right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, bad, a bad horror film, yeah, like comedy. Yeah. Right? And that is why they resort to the really tacky and naff sort of conclusion of jump scares because that is always going to scare everybody because mm-hmm. when you're caught off guard, mm-hmm. there is no subjectivity yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this film manages to find the one, the one sort of <laughs> passageway into everyone's conscience right. that terrifies everybody. And I'm not even overselling it. And it, you know, the one Achilles heel that everyone has in their brain and it really sort of harasses it. Mm. Um, it's, uh, it, yeah, everyone's like soft spot. It completely, completely just violates it. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> and there's just this one scene uh, that happens about half an hour through where it just compl- it's the first sort of action point where everything just goes horribly wrong does what- it involve a car it involves a car mm-hmm. and yeah. it involves i think i know this yeah a young girl yep um, i know this <laughs> yes it is well, it is oh, uh, <laughs> and a lamppost um, and for the um, car yeah. <laughs> scary guys um, um, so, so we, we, we have a car a lamppost and a child go um, <laughs> land force hits car. Car goes forward, and then she dies. That it? Um, one of, one of the, I think one of those points is right. Yeah, you were close, close, but okay. nice. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to leave it to you because it is just one okay. of those scenes. Because the film, like in its essence, is basically like a train wreck. Like mm. you can't help but watch it. Yeah. Um, you really want to turn away. It's almost quite voyeuristic at times. You're watching a family melt down and. The, okay, so it has Tony Tony Collette in it, mm. and um, have you guys seen, seen the Sixth Sense? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. So you know the the scene in which uh, the child um, sees uh, his mum sort of in the kitchen mm-hmm. uh, when he's going to take a leak, mm. and then she comes chasing after him, uh, looking all pale and ghost like, yeah. and with cuts on her arms and everything. Yeah. Um. She well, she's the mother in this, and she very much for the entire film plays that has that sort of effect. Mm-hmm. She is whoever thought that mothers could be terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. Like, right, this isn't yeah. like you've left your drawer open. I'm gonna smack you. Yeah, oh, no, that's just me. No, <laughs> um, no, this is like actually terrifying. And Ariasa, the director, he he's an absolute god. He yeah. has changed the game of horror as we know it now. Like he did exactly what Wes Craven did to Scream in 1999 mm. the film yeah. the, the genre was sort of on a decline and he managed to breathe life back into the genre yeah um it is so nerve-wracking um i was, gonna, I, I was gonna say the other film i had in my mind was midsummer same that yeah have you yeah. Yeah. seen that i haven't seen that <laughs> again, again i i i know it's supposed to be yeah because it's similar. horror films i skip away from from them usually yeah. i just don't want to watch them when, I just when, know that <laughs> I can't judge him really because I'm always scared of anything. So oh, right. like, yeah. yeah, I can't really yeah. judge him. This what? is gonna leave you sleepless for a yeah. couple of weeks. I went Correct. to go see it three times in one week um, really? because I was when I first saw it. I was with two of my friends, and no word of a lie. Halfway through, I was sweating so hard that I was contemplating leaving the cinema and not <laughs> really? coming back. I went mm. out for a cigarette, and I was just like. I breathed and I was like, oh, daytime, what is going on? Yeah. I'm 20 it... years old. Like, this is not normal. Yeah. Is, it, is it worse the more you watch it? Like, knowing what's coming, does it it's, make it okay. worse? What's great is that... Well, not, it, not worse now. Like... It has that, like, foreboding sort of menace. Yeah. That is what the film is. It's a menacing, anxiety-inducing film. And mm. that anxiety becomes so overwhelming that it is terrifying. Yeah. Sure, it has, you know, some, like gore in it you know traits that belong to the horror genre mm-hmm. but at the end it is just a very very tense film yeah mm-hmm. um it yeah um and what i read was that apparently the director ari Aster, he kind of spoke uh, <coughs> with the sound composer and all he said to him was i want you to make this film as evil as possible evil oh, evil it's it's the best word it's so yeah. simple yeah. but it is an evil film mm. that's cool and midsummer the one that he did recently it's it's very similar it's sort of like it just goes where horror has never gone before and when i went to go see it uh in london again with a couple of friends it's like a two and a half hour film so it was really long Mm. and we had pre-booked the tickets and we went to the front desk and we're like we here's our like receipt and everything like can we get our tickets and they're like sure um she got a little piece of paper just a little corner she ripped off and then she wrote like four digits on it she passed it across the table (laughs) she was just like (laughs) Right, it, the, the, the cinema screen is downstairs by the entrance and it is the entrance that looks least like entering a cinema screen. This is the code that you have to press to go in there. What? And we were like, is this like an escape? Is this a start of a horror film? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a real horror <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we go downstairs and there was just like, there are no doors except for this like janitor's door. Mm. And then we're like, okay. And it has like a little lock outside with numbers and like we press it like beep, beep, beep. And then we like <laughs> walk in. Yeah. And then there's actually this tiny screen of like 20 seats. And it, I genuinely believe it was because it was just such a trauma. It's a trauma. Like his style is traumatizing. It's mm. traumatizing horror that doesn't rely on yeah. or anything yeah. like that. It's traumatizing in it's just, it's just devastating what you're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was quite a ride. Yeah. <laughs> is, is Midsummer um, Florence Pugh? Yeah. The, what, what's that? Sorry? It's the like actress. the actress Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh. The main protagonist. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I don't. She was also in Little Women. Yeah. I'm mm. um, fighting with my family. Yeah. That <laughs> so one. Yes, way yeah. One yeah. I saw that recently, and yeah. I I kind of like registered. Like I've seen her somewhere, but it's because she has brown hair yeah. Yeah. and she's got the English accent. Yeah. Mm. So I was. Just, Yes, yeah, so when I heard that she was in Midsummer too, I was like, "That's it." And it's great because it's got Will Poulter in it too. Um, Midsummer. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So he's kind of you know been cast type as like a comedian and like we're the yeah. Millers, mm. and this film takes place at like a Norwegian I think it's like a Swedish Norwegian festival, and it is terrifying. But it all happens during daytime. During daytime. Yeah, yeah, that's what like um, interested me about. It's like that like there was no like nighttime jump scares yeah. or no. in it. There was like. It was yeah, all daytime flowers. Yeah, I remember the I remember the, the posters like it's quite bright. Yeah, yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking because like the how the hereditary poster is very dark. It's very yeah. dark, and yeah. almost all the horror films they have. It's normally like, all horror film posters generally have they have like a house, <laughs> whether it be the outside or mm. the inside of the house, like yeah. a corridor. Yeah, and white, d- dirty white text with the title in. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like your long, sort of never-ending perpetual corridor or yeah. something like that, yeah. shining or something. Mm-hmm. Then from a Ouija 2, you never thought we'd come back again, again, again. Yeah, again, again. again. <laughs> I haven't seen those ones, but I'm going to go on a limb and say they know. represent the sort of tacky horror films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything on? Or? Yeah, we can, we can do. Okay. Unless cool. you anything else you want to say about it? Um, no, that just about covers yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say, um, I've, I've run the other way with horror. I, can't, I remember, I remember yeah. it, people tell me, this this is an amazing horror film. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. No, I, that's I generally can... a bad sign yeah. for me because that means that it is going to genuinely be. I just think the ability horrifying. of a film can like, because I just think I, like what I seek in a film is not only characters and storytelling, but if it can sort of like evoke a strong emotion, like yeah. emotional response. Mm. And this is the strongest emotional response I've ever had to film. And let me say, I have cried, mm. I have laughed, no, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know this actually yeah. was just shocking. Mm. Like, yeah. Had me trembling. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen um, what's the, the Neil Marshall film called? Is it just the Cave? Neil Marshall. The Neil. The Cave. Is this also a horror film? It is a horror film. Is I, I imagine you, you'll cave. probably like it. Basically, my understanding of horror films. <laughs> it's a cave. Is, and that's it. It's <laughs> based around a YouTube channel called right. Dead Meat. Okay. Which they do like kill counts. Oh. And basically, they go through the narrative. Of counting the kills, yeah. but they do go through the narrative. So it's like and watching at the start of each video, they go like spoilers ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, one of the films they did was Neil Marshall. He did the, he did the Hellboy reboot. Oh. Best, less said about that the better. Oh. <laughs> but he also did he did Dog Soldiers. Maybe you've heard of that one. That's quite a Dog Soldiers. Indeed. <laughs> that sounds yeah. interesting. The, I think so. The, dogs who are soldiers. Maybe probably mixed. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, it's called The Descent. Yes, have yes. You, that, that's what I'm asking for, Cave. Yeah. Descent. Have you, okay, I that's, that's I, like an English film, or like a Scot- it's set in Scotland. It's set in Scotland, it? but I think the characters are American. Right. I'm not completely sure. You see, like, I've, there is like a huge sort of hype around it, but when I saw it, I don't know, I couldn't help but feel a bit underwhelmed in that the fact, I feel like when the sort of antagonist in the mm-hmm. film is like a creature or a monster, mm-hmm. so like Godzilla, King Kong, I know those aren't strictly... I, I know what you mean, yeah. But when they get exposed to their fullest extent on a psychological level, either yeah. too early or too much, mm-hmm. yeah. then I feel like it sort of, like, subtracts why you are scared of something. Because, like, yeah. for example, like, King Kong or whatever, or, like, Godzilla, like, there's a reason why you only see the foot. Yeah. And that's scary. It's because, like, you, yeah. it, it leaves your mind sort of, like, muscle. You, like, fill it in with, like, something much I, worse than actually yeah. is. Probably. Yeah. 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 And then I, that's just a tight, like, big, like, <laughs> cuddly. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> that. I think probably the ultimate example of that is probably Alien. Mm. Yeah. And that you don't see. Or think, Jaws. You don't see. Oh, Jaws. Yeah, you don't Jaws, see. Right. The... Yeah, Jaws fully. I remember that scene when, um, what is it, when the kids are out. My, the scariest scene for me and George wouldn't be when the poor little kid gets ripped to shreds on his little dinghy. <laughs> yeah. Although that was horrifying to watch. It was a fountain of blood. But I don't even get how that was a PG as well when it first. Yeah. yeah. It was different times. Yeah, different <laughs> times. Yeah. Um, but it was when the scene when the kids are going out um, and uh, some dad comes along kind of like rowing his boat mm. and then he gets like his leg cut like bitten off. Oh, yeah. And you just see kind of like it's as closest to seeing the full like extent of the shark, but yet not quite. Yeah, not quite. Because it's kind of like moving onto its back, mm. yeah. and it is just terrifying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I hate sharks, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh dear. Yeah, Shark-ish. that had me not going back into the water for a good yeah. couple of years. Uh, <laughs> and also, the yeah. film that coined the blockbuster for it. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's a weird start to it. You wouldn't expect like a horror movie like Jaws to be the yeah. start of blockbuster. Like I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. weird. Like. Yeah, I want to read more into sort of the advertising of it because I feel like families went to go see it, yeah. and then you know quickly they realized, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, I should have <laughs> yeah. See they realized they'd made a terrible mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go see the swimming movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, wasn't there? Um, I think there was a story a couple of years. I think it was in Australia. It was like a kids' cartoon, and they went to see it, and they played by accident. They played oh. the R-rated Hereditary trailer mm. right before the film. It, yes, yes, and they had them all yeah. screaming and running out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they had to refund all of their tickets and give them like a free pass. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's my like worst like childhood nightmare: going to a cinema and like seeing. Mm-hmm. That. Oh God, I would hate that. Oh. Sort of thing. I really didn't like the way that they marketed Hereditary. Well, really, just in its trailer, sort of. Um, trailer sort of form because it did sort of falsely advertise it 
for being sort of like your conventional horror film mm. i wasn't really gripped by it mm-hmm. um but it was only until word of mouth and i feel like word of mouth is such a crucial yeah. um mm-hmm. sort of uh form of marketing nowadays yeah um uh, then i was like definitely yeah. Have to go see it. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean yep. i like i don't really like watch trailers that much it's always usually like people like on twitter or whatever like mm-hmm. telling me that it's good <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's usually what it is i think i think you you can always identify a bad trailer yeah, but you can't necessarily yeah. identify like a yeah. great one. No, like, you're right. I know. Right. And I, I, I like happened. it when film sort of like could like condense the whole sort of film itself into yeah. a trailer. You know, you've got to allow that leeway of sort you of do. you're selling somebody for a bigger picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But then often like a trailer will be like two and a half minutes. Long. Yeah. Right, yeah. I might. I don't even need to see yeah. it now. <laughs> <laughs> I think the worst example that I've ever seen was um, Spider-Man, like The Amazing Spider-Man Two. Okay. It's um. The Andrew Garfield. Yeah. yeah. They not only like overmarketed it, where like there was like a million trailers and like different things, but like the trailer like starts off like the start of the film, and the middle is like the middle of the film, and the final is the final, like the end of the film. Oh no. And uh, the the last shot you see in the trailer is the last shot in the movie. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, why would you ever do that? Uh-huh. Like the guy who did that must have got sacked. Yeah. Because yeah. like, well, I mean, it's, I'm sure it still would have been killing in the box office, but kind of. It, it wasn't gone. great. It was part yeah. of the reason that they. Did that one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. Sony, um, they don't necessarily have the best marketing reputation when it comes no, to Sony. I think they're Spider-Man annoying, films. like annoying yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah just like showing everything. Uh, I actually, I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. go out on a limb and be brave here, but I actually really liked uh, Andrew Garfield's version of Spider-Man. I, I like him, yeah. Uh, I think he, in terms of Spider-Man, I think he has the... Like the way I, when I, when I explain it in my mind is that mm. Tobey Maguire has the better Spider-Man, but his Peter Parker isn't that good, or not really? as good. I still like his Peter Parker, whereas Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker I do is see excellent. Mm. Yeah, it's just like he has. To my he, mind, I kind of flip it. I think Tobey yeah. Maguire's Peter Parker is the best one. Then mm. I think Spider-Man. Like, I think for me, part of it is the fact that Tobey Maguire is thirty and he's supposed to be. 80. <laughs> yeah, that is a different. Thing. <laughs> one thing that people said that they didn't like about Andrew Garfield, though, which I for one have to disagree with. Well. Is the fact that, you know, Peter Parker, in essence, you know, he's a bit of a bookworm, a bit of a nerd, hmm. but Andrew Garfield is very cool at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And people were like, Spider Man yeah. can't be that cool. Yeah. Like, can't he's be that cool. in real life dating Emma Stone. Yeah. So, like, oh. <laughs> You're too cool, guys. And a big fan of Emma Stone, too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, shall we uh, get on to the another one of uh, points? Yeah. Have you got another one? Um, I mean, mm-hmm. my next one's sort of like a childhood sort of like yeah. playing around thing. bring it back to the roots yeah, yeah. um it's a it's a weird film because uh it's very long and I, as a kid i probably shouldn't have liked it but the third pirates caribbean film because it's like okay. it's like three hours long was this at world's yeah yeah at world's end? yeah at world's end and it it's like a three hour long film but as a kid i just think i just loved it all because it's pirates or whatever yeah uh, i still love it the first three films i loved um but the ending, like the ending scene, or like it's like a sequence, is like the whirlpool, like two ships are like fighting each other on in like a whirlpool in the middle of the ocean, all rain. Right. And like <laughs> it lasts like a good half an hour long, like action sequence, and it's all, oh, yeah. all it's, it's so good, all of it. That sounds great. And I remember, like I was like seven years old. It must have been seven years old. And I never come out to cinema like all my friends, and just like, for like, a good day or so, like playing like pirates. <laughs> and like doing like doing sword fights but with nothing in your hand which made no sense but we would still do it just <laughs> like, getting ready for your day in the shower like yeah doing your homework yeah and like oh god I just remember that memory so well and I think that's like a defining like childhood like film memory of like a film that I just loved for some reason I thought Johnny Depp and Jack Sparrow just go hand in hand oh they do it's one of them roles isn't it where you know stars align you know at which point does Johnny Depp stop becoming Jack Sparrow (laughs) (laughs) every year he gets more and more like to like the character (laughs) and I just find it actually just quite incredible just it's obviously marketed as a family film right Mm. I mean it was at Disney Disney Disney. Disney. Um, the whole franchise is based on a amusement ride yeah is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, I did not. It's a ride first. I would have thought it would come the other way. Yeah, around. it was a ride first. It was ride Disneyland, and they decided to make a film on it. Yeah, that's incredible. And it went very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It went very well. But I just find it incredible yeah. how like it's a family film, and yet the 
the, the balls on the producer to be like okay like we're gonna make the protagonist which inevitably if they're young film uh, young kids in the audience they're very like um influenced by mm. whatever they see we're gonna make the main protagonist <laughs> a raging alcoholic yeah he's really <laughs> drunk <laughs> I mean, you know tom and jerry sort of like masks yeah. it like they'll like drink the poison you know so kids will be like yeah. no poison but then clearly like jerry's having a great time just yeah. like, laughing and everything but no jack sparrow's just blatantly just yeah. like this like and he's another like, bottle of rum please yeah <laughs> and he's like not a hero at all and he's really. not a hero at all. <laughs> What <laughs> a oh, weird thing Disney oh. do and like get away with it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was, oh. And I, I, Kira Knightley, I thought she was great. And uh, mm. and wait, in the first one, wait, because which one did she stop? The third one was the, the last one, one, I think, for her. Because in the first then, one, she's something like seventeen years yeah, old. Yeah, her um, like parents were there on set every day because it had to be like legally. Really? Because she was that young. Yeah. Oh, such good parents. That's yeah. quite the arse. Yeah. Actually, no, who are we kidding? They were enjoying themselves. Yeah. Like, oh, the yeah. yeah, I got to go. Oh my God, it's Orlando Bloom. <laughs> yeah. Orlando Bloom, he's good. Um, was he also out after the third? Like, yeah. I don't think. I think after were, the third one. I think they left, didn't they? Yeah, because like, the third one ended the whole, everyone's story ended in the third one. Okay. And then, because money, they went for the fourth one. And then they went, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, because I haven't seen the fourth one. The fourth one, was that like um, a fourth, big gap in time? Yeah, it was like four or five years. Um, wow. The fourth or fifth yeah. one aren't very good. Don't very see good. them. Yeah. They're kind yeah. of a mm-hmm. letdown. Jack Sparrow just looks really old now. Yeah. Know, the walking, so. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you can't really do any swinging around anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my hip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's I my memory. <laughs> I remember we went to go see the um, World's End uh, in the cinemas, and it was kind of like, and this was when it first came out, so it was like me and a couple of friends, but this time with all of our mums next to us, oh, yeah. um, and we're kind of sitting there watching it, and then two of my friends are like, "Oh, like we're gonna go to the toilet," we're like, "All right," and I just like sitting there watching the film. I'm just like, oh, they've been gone for like 20 minutes. Like, what's going on? And it's like half an hour point, like, comes by, and then they come into the cinema screen. And we're all, how like, eight, nine, ten years old, yeah. or whatever. And they're just bawling their eyes out, like, little kids, like, snot coming out the nose. Like, <laughs> and then the mums are like, front row seat in front of like everybody like, yeah. what's wrong what's wrong? Like, we got we got locked onto the roof we got we got lost what? and they just like left what? the cinema screen just would <laughs> take a hard right they took a hard left yeah and ended up somehow just like locked oh. in a room like very close to going up onto the roof yeah and then, like had to call security oh my god <laughs> oh, well then wow that's experience that I, was, I was gonna say my experience of going to see world's end was that the cinema was packed and i had to neck strain from looking up that yeah. just that's just better. Level. <laughs> yeah. Literally, wow. they came over. He's like, "So what have we missed?" And I was like, "Oh, you've missed quite a lot." <laughs> a lot. The film ended. It's <laughs> gone. Yeah. Just gone. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. So sly. New memory. Oh, right. Okay then. Okay. I'm. I'm going. I'm going for this. You're going for if, this. Yeah, I'm going for this. So, obviously, this one's one's comic book based. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want, didn't want to mention this before. <clears throat> um, I mentioned to this to you ne- last week. Mm-hmm. I was sort of like looking oh. for inspiration. I was looking through videos of sure. like famous film quotes. Okay. And I stumbled across this absolute peach of a quote <laughs> from the first Blade film. Okay. Oh. Right. oh. This, this isn't... This is what... Wesley Slimes. This isn't my, my, my memory point. This is like a precursor. So I just okay. wanted to mention it. It's a great line. Um, it's a great line. So Blade's in the middle of a fight. <laughs> um, it's the final battle. You know like they have like quips. Blade Blade comes out and I want to Wesley Snipes uh-huh. right sunglasses he's got his sword he's got his armour on yeah he's got the cool like, nice. leather jacket yeah, yeah. so it's leather yeah. Yeah. yeah and he come, he, he looks like everything's like and then, then he says he says why are some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill <laughs> <laughs> oh my god line. what a banger that is great whenever I watch that film when that line comes up, I'm distracted for the next like, the rest of the film. I can't stop thinking about that line because it's so good. <laughs> like, uh, anyway, uh, it's like so I've cool. I have so like good. various like memories of Marvel films. Yeah, like at certain points. So there's like in the original Thor, there's a scene where Loki loses it. It's like, it's like it's yeah, the, the tell me speech, crying. Love that. A lot of crying. The two robots in forest at the end of Age of Ultron. Oh yeah, yeah. But sort of the whole thing surrounding Endgame was sort of so massive for me because mm. it sort of came at a time when I almost remember when the trailers were released I remember the first trailer I remember watching it yeah. mm-hmm. it was like Infinity War ends on this 
cliffhanger. Cliff, what a really cliffhanger. Why? It's not even like a cliffhanger. It's, it's definitively dead. ended. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the end point. What cliff are you hanging on? <laughs> half, <laughs> half of them are dead. Everyone's just they have dead. failed. <laughs> and then sort of, and obviously the, the, the solution would be a, a year later. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first trailer, I watched it with you. You in did, the common yeah, room, in the common room, yeah, above the cloth workers. And then, I think like, I told you as well. Like, I was like, Ma- uh, mm-hmm. Matthew, I think the trailer's out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Wait, sorry, you saw the trailer, and or you saw the actual film, and trailer. Got... The trailer. Okay, I was gonna the say, tra- guys, like, if you're watching like a full blown <laughs> no. out like Marvel masterpiece in the top room of yeah. cloth workers, no, it's very no. bright. Oh, no. <laughs> you were desperate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the trailer, and that's sort of we'd seen nothing from it, and to the oh, entire marketing campaign, they kept everything under wraps yeah hmm. like literally there was virtually nothing yeah. and then we didn't even know but until the trailer we didn't even know what the tagline was we didn't even know it was called endgame yeah really? oh, all yeah. we were aware was it was avengers 4 and if there was a speculation it was is it called endgame is it called annihilation mm. and so it comes to the end of the and the trailer on youtube it wasn't even called it was just called avengers 4 wasn't it something yeah, i think so yeah. really and so it comes to the end and it's just like you just thought the, the music's blaring yeah, it's yeah. Like, like, and then I like the, the dust comes and, together to form the, and the like, dust endgame. comes together and just forms the word endgame yeah oh that's so title. cool like, thing oh. is that like, when you have such you know a, a vast fan base that oh, Marvel yeah. does you can get away with so oh hard. yeah because yeah. they I mean? knew that everyone's going anyway so yeah. Like, yeah. you can mark yeah. it however you want and then, <laughs> yeah. and then sort of, I remember watching the, the, the Super Bowl trailer mm-hmm. I remember watching that six, uh, 7 o'clock in the morning in a Costa <laughs> right. uh, but then sort of there were the trailers or whatever and it came out it came at the end of the Easter holiday mm. I think it was the 28th of April 2019 right. I remember the date <laughs> I remember day? I got the tickets online the mm. day they came out all the really? facts were crashing front yeah. of the line yeah. the first only ever time I've been to a midnight screening I went to a midnight, midnight screening. screening. I went to a midnight screening. And oh. those films are like two and a half hours. Like you yeah. Yeah. Three hours. That was three hours. It was three hours long. Yeah. Three a.m. Yeah. Um, they they had to they had to start the screening at half past eleven, okay. so that because it was that long because they had to get the adverts in beforehand. Oh yeah. Start, I mean, yeah. But I I cannot I cannot tell you the atmosphere in that room. Mm. By the end, it was you were boiling to death because there were that many people into really? the small <laughs> space. Right. The air kind of given up. <laughs> yeah. It given all it can. And there, there are several moments in the film, mm-hmm. like, I always remember the reaction in the room when they happen. Yeah. Like, there's one, there's cap v cap. Oh, like, yeah. Got a massive yeah. cheer. Yeah. But nothing, and I tell you now, nothing beat the moment in the cinema. Like, do you, have you seen Endgame? So, I, I I'm not, I'm not going to judge you, man. Uh, <laughs> time more than any to say that. I am not a Marvel follower. Oh. Fair enough. Ooh. Fair enough. I understand. Fair enough. Enough. I give it. I give it. <laughs> You're I a marvelous yeah. podcast. <laughs> Traitor. <laughs> no, but yeah. So there's, there's, I'm, I'm not gonna, there's the big moment where Captain America does something that only up to that point only one person has been able to do. Mm. Right. Hmm. I'm sure you know what it is. Yes. Yes. He, he uses a certain weapon. Yeah. Where okay. and literally, in in the cinema. Mm. There's like I remember it's sort of to the gasp. right. There was a gap. It was a cheer. Yeah. Everybody just cheered. People cheered. Wow. I've never ever experienced never that. that in, no. um, I'm sure, like yeah, the atmosphere must be incredible. Like when I'm, it was. if I were to imagine like an opening, uh, like night midnight sort of screening of a Marvel film. I can't help but imagine that like some people would go up like dressed as oh, other yeah. Marvel characters. Yeah. 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 They'd be like almost like nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was quite dressed. I remember because I also <laughs> bought, I also took my mum to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I is she a fan yeah. too? She is because of me. Yeah, um, you've made her a fan. <laughs> I've made her a fan. So um, yeah, so sort of we we both there, and I remember there's also the, the portal scene. Mm. Everyone comes. Everybody back. piles through the portals. Yeah, and I just can't describe the shivers that went down my spine at that moment. Really? It's like, oh, I almost nearly cried actually. Yeah. Because it was like <laughs> that moment where all the build up to it. Yeah. All the ten years of films. I like a year of like. Oh, yeah, how... the year build up all yeah. through April as well. Because I sort of clung to it because I wasn't particularly actually happy at uni. Like I was living in the uni accommodation. Uh-huh. It wasn't a good time in my life. <laughs> so as, as well as the prospect of obviously going back home, I was sort of clinging on to this and I built it up. Mm. And it was that moment where they all come through the portal. Like everything's tied together. Everything comes mm. together. Yeah. And I can just remember thinking, this right here, it is all worth it. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> it of this moment. That must yeah. be such the, a. All the like... money. All the time spent, yeah. getting yeah. being up at midnight. It's half past two in the morning. It's, it's yeah. been a journey, but it yeah. is worth yeah. it. 
Like this one, because I'm sorry, but like Marvel films and particularly the <laughs> Avengers series will go down in history. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. For you to feel, you know, part of that sort of like ten year span, part of that uh-huh. community, you know, to be the first fresh eyes to have seen each mm. film. Mm. Like, what, I'm sorry, but what do you guys reckon they're gonna do now? Because I know that they're having like a multitude of spin-offs you know yeah. you got Black Panther There's and all these yeah, they have puns do you reckon yeah. like because <clears throat> for it to have been that gigantic do you reckon that like in terms of a singular series of films like the Avengers will be the last one now it will just be sort of spin-offs for the mm, next because uh, like, um, it seems like, a bit incredible I've... for it to just like diminish sort yeah. of like the Marvel Avengers, like there won't yeah. be another like Titanic well, se- uh, they, like um, yeah. se- uh, film series like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have they have the structure of it is phases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have phase one, like like End game. Yeah, basically. Like like okay. A phase is like a series of tele- like a television series. Yeah. Okay. Um, the end End game and Far from, Spider-Man Far From Home were the end of phase three. Sure. But there's like they have plans for the other ones. Like the, the characters are getting spin off. Like they're branching <clears> into Disney Plus. Like yeah, so they're doing like more TV shows now, okay. based yeah. on. And TV is the new thing as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. So. And based on sort of these smaller characters that haven't necessarily had the time they've had yeah. before, mm. but I think we will probably see another Avengers team. It'll just be very different from what we have. Yeah. But their the main focus now will be setting up X Men and Fantastic Four. Yeah, because they bought Fox I and see. now they have them. So yeah, because the last um last Fantastic Four flopped, didn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, really bad. Thing. Yeah, I remember I saw the original as a kid. Mm. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I, I did as I well. Did, <laughs> you know, it was like what was he like the what was his name like the, the Rock Man or whatever? Yeah, the Rock see, Man. Like, thing. Like, thing. My, yeah. my own, the thing. The thing. Yeah. My only memory of that film was actually hilarious because I can't tell if the film was deliberately comedic, but this is a comedic like sort of memory. <laughs> Him like trying to like call his lover or whatever on a public telephone and obviously like the number <laughs> yeah. of buttons are so small and his massive rock fingers and he's like, <laughs> it work and they're just crying just like running off yeah. just laughing like, sucks yeah. to be you <laughs> yeah i'm a human being it's great yeah. <laughs> i i don't remember that much from it i remember i used to watch it a lot as a kid yeah yeah all i remember it's the was end it's the end in a street yeah uh, yeah, it does actually. Uh, does it? And like, I, I remember. I seem to remember a fire hose going off. Mm. <laughs> and I, I remember. <laughs> they even had that in the po- wow. in the post credits. Yeah. So, you know, fire, fire yeah. hose. Like, they'll come back. They'll come back. <laughs> and then for some reason, I remember Doctor Doom just stood in the middle of the street. Oh. And he gets, does he get surrounded by them? I think he gets melted or something. I don't know. And then he's put into some sort of like warehouse shipping container. Oh yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah, because it. The, he might, he might, he's on a boat yeah, going to somewhere. I'm so impressed with I haven't seen this film in so many years. <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining the greatest villain, arguably the greatest villain in the history of the Marvel comic books, mm-hmm. in a container. Yeah, that's <laughs> in a shipping in a container. container. He's going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's still a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really come back. I actually, although, yeah, I can't say, yeah, that I've already, as I've already said, like, I'm a huge follower of the Marvel films, I really do like this new trend of R rated. Um, mm. sort of explicit superhero films yeah. uh, Deadpool kicking it off and although Joker wasn't really that on the same level it was more of a human, humanized sort of yeah. drama I'm a huge fan of those and like even Kick-Ass like yeah. you know what I mean it's a while ago now but like still like popular like R-rated thing. yeah yeah because um, yeah, like at the end of the day all it's about is kind of because this is what, how Hollywood works they like mm. using existing formulas and I think this mm. is the way it works so well using existing formulas that they know that work, but just changing them slightly so that they can kind of like attack a different target audience. Yeah. So it being a superhero film, everyone knows how a superhero film pans mm-hmm. out. You know, you have yeah. the dams and the stress or whatever, um, and the way things tie up and the way that the t- like conventional narrative goes. But with just that element of, hey, why don't we make this actually just like violent? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. then I just thought it's just mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool being what? It's like the second highest grossing R-rated film yeah. of all time. I think Deadpool um, 2 beat it, did it? I'm not sure. Yes, yeah, it? no, it is. Yeah. I know, okay. I know um, Joker's undeniably number one. Number one. Oh, right, okay. only, the only billion-dollar R-rated film. Yes. Joker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 1.2 yeah. billion, I think. Oh, yeah. 2 billion? One, or 1.2, it's, 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 no, 1.2 oh, billion. Right. Yeah, just over 1 billion. Um, I remember seeing the second Deadpool when I was mm-hmm. out in Vancouver, so this mm. was pre-Whistler. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. Pre-almost getting eaten by a bear. Um, <laughs> exit pursued by a bear. Um, and <laughs> um, we, so we saw it at the cinema, 
and this was when it like literally had just been released um and it was jam-packed and we get there a bit late and we're like oh like let's see if we can get some tickets like we go onto the screen so like it was like six of us and they only had six um seats left and we're like yes but it said like the very front row oh. in kind of like the the screens are like they are much bigger so they have so many more people which means that the front row is just literally on the front line even more so yeah. in the uk it is right underneath the screen <laughs> so oh, we're sitting God. there for about two hours and i leave with the worst neck pain <laughs> this one i had whiplash um but it was filmed in vancouver um, oh, right, okay. so when we were seeing some of the fight scenes that take place on the street um there were literally moments where I looked at my friend because he studies out there, which is why we were kind of staying with him. It's like, I recognize that <laughs> yeah. shop. He was like, yeah. we just crossed that shop on the way over. I was oh like, my no God. way. Like, that is so cool. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of filming going on in Vancouver. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. a big place. I think they filmed Suits there as well. Mm. TV show. Yeah. Um, Megan Markle? Is that? <laughs> yeah. The history of, of Suits. Yeah. That's what I know. One of the actresses married. Yeah. <laughs> Prince Harry. Harry. Um, do you want to quickly go through your third one? Just say, third, yeah, sure. We've got, we've got about six, five, six minutes. Absolutely. No, so, I'll, um, let, I'll let you have the final say. So, <laughs> as the guest. You will be all be pleased to hear that this does end on a slightly more positive note. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And this is, you know, I'm not going to speak much about this because it's very simple why I admire this film so much. Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, um, I love that film. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Excuse, excuse me a minute while I check IMDb. IMDb. <laughs> Look, it's so good. <laughs> um, um, I just think it is such a refreshing and beautiful film. Mm. Um, kind of one, like one of the big things that I kind of seek in a film, as I've kind of said, are just characters themselves. Mm. You know, you. Uh, it's a very good effect if you can like relate to the characters. And this film basically, you know, it has a whole family of like five, six characters. Um, who are also well chiselled. They're, they're mm-hmm. completely 3D. They have so yeah. much depth to them and it's almost like they can carry their own film. Yeah. Uh, it could have been so much longer mm-hmm. of a film because they are all such um, profound characters in how much they have to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it just has these... Re- and they all, much like the film itself, have just their very own unique sort of, like, philosophies and, like, outlook on yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And it's the way that it's a very dysfunctional family and they're all so unique and how they all work so well on their own. But counterintuitively, even though they're so different, they still work very well as a group. Yeah. It's yeah. how contrasted they are. Yeah. Um, and it's the definition of just a great journey film. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. a feel-good sort of film yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It has, like, its ups and its downs. It's a yeah. literal bumpy ride. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, but I thought it was fantastic. And the dad, um, Michael... Mm, can't remember his name. The dad. Um, oh. Um, uh, Ke- Michael, what's that? Oh, is it? Keaton. Um, embarrassingly, the search is up really Keaton? The dad. Is he um, Greg... Greg Keener. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Um, well, he's so... he Obviously, being the dad, he's the one who kind of, like, um, is the glue in the family himself. Mm-hmm. And what's just really interesting is the fact that he's, you know, this uh, philosophical speaker, uh, kind of sells these packages yeah. on what does it mean to be a winner and yeah. a loser? <laughs> You're either a winner or a loser. Yeah, yeah, like, are you in the corner? Like, are you a shepherd or a sheep? <laughs> yeah. And, like, mm. like, with most jobs, people, you know, at times find it hard to leave their job behind when they leave the office. It kind of manifests into their way of thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he very much embodies this. He kind of comes home and it's mm-hmm. clear that the dysfunctional family relationship, it does often boil down to him because he yeah. tries enforcing these really sort of like strict unethical uh, philosophies of what does it mean to be a winner and loser to his very own children mm. um, yeah. and the pressure but yeah it is it's yeah. it's funny it, there's sad moments it's heartfelt yeah. and by the end of it you'll just have the biggest grin on your face yeah it's so <laughs> i love like, the ending as well like the pageant yeah it's like just a great moment like, all the characters come, coming together and like just like they don't care about each other's flaws and, they're just, and like, on stage together yeah, yeah. how they dance it's just so funny because like also it even though it's an american film it just although this isn't its main theme philosophy and like its sort of attitudes being a big one and family but the second one it just does attack america and (laughs) and it's beauty pageant culture i mean oh yeah the fact that you have you know five six-year-old girls yeah make up ridiculously it was so weird watching it It so weird what's wrong with it (laughs) yeah and the concept that you have like a panel of judges 
um, you know, like 40 year old men and women yeah. sort of looking like really weirdly, like almost perversely, like at these like five year old girls and be like, oh, she looks really good. Yeah. She looks really good. She attractive. wins. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. She wins. Yeah. And then it's it's kind of shown through uh, the presenter mm. um, who's kind of like singing the beauty yeah. pageant along. Yeah. And he is so oh, creepy. He is. But it is so funny. You like, you like guess, oh. like, is this man kind of not right in the head or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's kind of like they're all signing in a line together. And it's funny because the. um. The uh, Abigail Breslin, the um, the main uh, the protagonist, really, yeah. the girl mm. who gets submitted into the beauty beauty pageant. What's funny is that she wouldn't exactly fit that stereotypical image of you know your beauty pageant contender. She's a bit pudgy um, and everything, and she's kind of got these big geeky glasses. Yeah. Um, so seeing kind of like her standing in this line with all these ridiculously fake kind of yeah. plastic, yeah, young yeah. girls, it's weird. Um, and then this guy kind of like singing over their shoulders, kind yeah, of looking at God. them. Really weird. It is, oh, it is funny. Weird. And I love that way that that film criticizes like the I mean, we mentioned before, but like, the idea of, like right and wrong, and like you either win or you lose. Yeah, and it's how like the world is not like that at all. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's just like just do what you want and like try your best at what you want to do. Yeah, but like I think someone says like. You only lose if you you don't continue uh, continue to try, or right. like start to try. You just give up. That is kind of like losing. So mm. it's not saying you ever win or lose. Just keep just keep on trying and all that. It's yeah, it's yeah, exactly. I mean, like it's kind of like presented through his dialogue, kind of those like philosophical views. But at the same time, um, it almost kind of manifests its way into the actual structure of the film itself. Mm. You know, by the end, like yeah. you end up wondering, like, have they won or have they lost? Yeah, you don't really <laughs> it care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, and the, yeah. the the character of the um got Steve Grant of course who's fantastic mm-hmm. and Paul Dano and um the granddad uh he is so funny yeah you know there's this kind of constant bickering in between the granddad and his son mm-hmm. the dad the philosophical speaker um and you know they're bickering the whole time there's just moments where <laughs> just one line where he's like 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 fuck you like I gotta say everyone I still got Nazi bullets in my ass <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a great character. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a great I'm, film. I love good. it. What a note to end on. <laughs> yeah. What a line to end on. Yeah. Nazi bullets. And there is Inglourious Passes. Yeah. It all came full circle. Um, so, yeah. I think that's that's brought us right up to the end of our session. That's yeah. been amazing. Thank you Thank, both yeah. for having me. Thank you for follow. coming on. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah. Been, yeah it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And I'm glad. An opportunity just to geek out over It's an opportunity we relish. Yeah. Yes. So... Thank you for listening, if you have. We are brought to you by Leeds Student Radio. We mm-hmm. have been the Marvelous Cinema Podcast <laughs> yeah. with our special guest, Jack. Hello, and I am yep. now bowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They can see it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. thank Goodbye. you for listening. Bye.